Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs from the software that is supposed to impact your business, both on the business side and on the podcast side. And, I'm uh, Jody Kendrick. And Roger. In house, I, I was thinking it was uh, Sylvester Stallone getting ready for round one. You know, yeah. should be playing I have the Tiger with Mr. Prentice Sinclair. Wait, where are you guys? Hold, <laughs> oh, there you go. You're not the podcast host you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Not in front of you. We're great. Doing good. How are you doing? Good. Oh man, no, that's quite the intro. Well, you know, when you're part Obi Wan Kenobi ninja and part Sylvester Stallone, you know, and you run Detailing Academy, Detailing Progress, you're the PNS detailed trainer. I mean, dude, you you got to have an intro, right? Come on, Mick, give me a chance, Mick. Right. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. That's right. Yo, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're super excited to have you. And this is uh, episode six of our Business 101 series. Um, so if you haven't checked out the other episodes, actually, episode five is a two part series on marketing. Go out to the YouTube channel and uh, subscribe and look at all those because I'm telling you, they're loaded with great information. And uh, they're like just... a fully loaded baked potato is what they are. <laughs> they're, they got they got it all. <laughs> right. if, if there's any little nugget you need, it's in there. So, yeah. So we're super excited because Prentice has been our uh, compatriot, our compadre, whatever you call them, in, in this venture to help you Companion, guys uh, whatever. That's right. know what you need to do for your business. So today, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about scheduling scheduling yes, of scheduling and you know i was going to mention about our episodes the first episode was played first in our you know our uh, legacy our uh, franchise that's as right it that's right you know we didn't start with episode nine or something like <laughs> yeah exactly that. we started with episode one we didn't start episode four <laughs> that's, right. that's right exactly <laughs> so so yeah. anyway yeah we're gonna talk about scheduling you know um Especially if you're a mobile detailer, scheduling is really important because you can waste a lot of time out there on the road um, chasing customers down. And, and uh, you know, even in a shop, if you've got employees, um, scheduling is about keeping people uh, employed and fed. You know, it's it's much more mm-hmm. than it's much more than just uh, making a buck for your shop at that point. So scheduling is really important. Yeah, yeah, there's I, a lot of subtle pieces to it. I mean, I, I think people, you know, when you look at this and you say, oh, we're going to talk about scheduling, it's like, okay, what are we going to do for the next, you know, 49 minutes after we talk for nine? But it, it is literally more important than that because there's subtle differences between a fixed location, mm-hmm. mobile, if you've got both fixed and mobile. And if you've got multiple locations, it just it continues to get more dynamic as you go. 
Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff when you have multiple locations. So um, and, unless you have something else, I was going to start with mobile detailing. Let's go there. Yeah. So and that's where I have most of my experience because I started out as a mobile detailer. Uh, I still occasionally go mobile, but um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work out of my house most of the time nowadays. Uh, but, uh, you know, I started out uh, mobile washing and back in I went full time in 94, 95. And uh, basically, I would go anywhere in San Diego County, wherever somebody was paying for my service. Um, and, um, you know, one of the most frustrating things was when customers canceled, uh, especially if you showed up and they said, oh, I don't have the car with me or. You know, maybe it was a doctor's office. Well, the doctor's in surgery. I don't know where his keys are. You know, it just goes on and on and on. And, and I learned early on, fortunately, uh, that I needed to take charge of my schedule as best as possible. Now, you know, if you're fresh and you're just starting and you don't have a lot of customers, you they kind of dictate what you do because yeah. if you want to get paid, you got to go where they are and get paid. That's fine. That's yeah. in the beginning. As you start to get more and more customers, then you start to realize, well, you know, I've got three washes in this neighborhood, but they're all on different days. I got to get those all on the same day mm -hmm. so that you can go to one neighborhood uh, on one day and then you go to another on a different day. And that's basically what I got to probably by the end of 95. <clears throat> um, I had a La Jolla day, uh, a Mission Valley day, a Point Loma day um, and a couple other just days for for complete detailing. Uh, and boy, what a difference that makes. I'll tell you just less driving, less uh, spending money on gas mm -hmm. uh, and a lot less wear and tear. Um, and some of this, some of that goes along with, with your pricing and they go hand in hand because when you're pricing your mobile services, you have to remember to include your travel time somehow in that. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if you go somewhere and work for an hour and let's say you make 50 bucks in that hour, but it takes you a half an hour to get there and a half an hour to go to your next place. You're really just making $25 an hour. And then you take out your expenses and you're, you're making, you might as well go to work at seven 11. It's a lot easier and right. nothing wrong with seven 11, but you know, it, you're making about the same wage as you're going to make at a minimum wage at that point, what you're actually yeah. taking home. And that's, so, I think that's really important. Um, uh, key point there is, you know, you said take charge of your schedule and by scheduling in different areas on different days, that's how you do that. Cause I see this on the forums all the time. The, the guys that, like you said, are just starting out or the mobile guys are, how can I do that? Well, if you say, Hey, I'm going to be in this La Jolla on Thursday, then that <clears throat> you're providing kind of a scarcity, if you will, right? It's yes. not that you're not going to do what the customer wants, but you're saying, Thursday's the day if you want to get your stuff done and the customers are going to go, wow, he's already going to be here. That's going to save in their minds. It's going to save them the trouble of figuring it out. Thursday's the day you're giving them options. Um, but I think that that's one easy way to do that is to schedule yourself like that. I watched a guy in Canada do this um, where he went to a complex, a business complex. And I watched him and he had a um, he did a bunch of different services, but he, he had his set up out front. And I asked the guys that was there, I was like, is he here? He's like, they said he's here every Monday and Friday. And he's just Monday or Friday. Those are the two days. And he was there all day. I was in a conference room from morning to night. 
he was out there working all day right. long. And, right. it, and it was great because it's a captive audience. He all, that's also advertising because I could see from the third floor, I could see his van and I could see the name of it on the side and I could see that he was doing Bob's and Jones and everybody else's work. So, yeah, very smart way to do it. And then at that point, really what you've got is a fixed location mm-hmm. that sets up at a different place every day, each day. Um, and so you only have to travel once to and from that location as opposed to going uh, to four, five, six different places uh, during it during the day. So um, and and like you said, um, at some point, you know, this is a gradual thing. You, especially if you're starting at the very beginning, you have very few customers. It's a gradual thing to sort of convert them into, you know, you're on my Monday day, uh, you're in this neighborhood, so that's Tuesdays. We're, we're going to do that slowly work them into that and then there's another thing of you know um we're all afraid of losing customers and at some point you have to weigh the uh, look at the balance of between you know this is a 50 dollars customer versus my opportunity to get rid of that customer or let them sort of fade away because it opens up a hundred dollar opportunity because i can or it saves me $25 $25 in gas because I don't have to go all the way out to that place to service that person. And they can't fit into my, to my schedule anywhere. And I'm really getting to the point now where I'm tightening down my schedule. It's okay to, to let go of some of those customers. Uh, you don't have to do it in a mean way. Um, you know, you can say, you can say, look, I just can't get out to your location anymore. Um, either that or I'm going to have to triple the price and, you know, nobody wants to do that. So scheduling yeah, important. Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges, especially when you're just starting out, right? When you say, I got to give up a customer. One of the key things is you got to look at your opportunity costs as well as your Mm -hmm. actual costs. I mean, because you're talking about driving there, driving back. And I think a lot of times we look at, well, it makes 50 bucks. Well, if I could be making 100 over here my opportunity cost loss is a hundred dollars because I'm not taking advantage of that by giving up this customer. And it's tough, right? Because taking that leap of faith to go, all right, I'm going to go after a more qualified customer that better fits the way my business has evolved. It is going to enable me to live the lifestyle that I want and not be a slave to driving all around and setting up my, my, schedule in a way that is organized around the way I want to run my business and puts it in a more profitable situation. Yes. So, um, you know, that opportunity cost phrase, that terminology, I don't usually use that, but I like that. And I'll give you a perfect example of a complete shift in scheduling. So about a year and a half into mobile washing, number one, I realized I, I had not set my prices correctly. They were way too low. Um, which is fine. I was developing a customer base and they sent me referrals. And as I got new referrals, I was able to increase the price on those new customers um, much higher than what I'd been charging the original uh, grandfathered in customers. So, but here's what I did. At some point I realized I don't like this running around doing mobile washing. Mobile washing is really hard. It's not very profitable unless it's super expensive um, and that I that that market was not there at that time to charge, you know, hundreds of dollars for a mobile wash. It just couldn't do it. So what I did was I typed up a nice letter to all my regular wash customers and said, here's my situation. 
if in order for me to stay in business, I have to double the prices. So, and what I did was I doubled the price of my regular wash program, but I gave them an option. So for example, folks that were on a once a week schedule, I said, you know, I'm going to double the price of that, or you can pay the same amount, but I'm only going to show up every other week. And mm-hmm. some of those people jumped on that. They were fine with that. Half of my customers, my mobile wash customers went away. But guess what? I was making the same amount of money yep. in half the time. <clears throat> exactly. And what that did was it opened up that those times to perform uh, full service detailing, which made much more money than than the washing service. So, yeah, and so I think keep that in mind, I, I, that's a, I just want to finish this point, especially for you folks who are young in the industry and maybe you're starting out with that mobile wash service because you're just trying to get customers. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision to realize that I need to 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 get rid of this part of my business by basically pricing them out of it. And if somebody says, yeah, I don't care, I'll pay three times what you what you what you're charging me now because your service is that valuable great you're getting three times the amount of money in the same amount of time and you yeah. just opened up your opportunities to make money in other areas exactly yeah and i and i think what um what i think is kind of a on the coattails of that is looking at your business and deciding what do i want it to look like and i think people don't take enough time to think about what do I want it to look like? Because they're just running so fast to keep it going. I mean, when you're first starting out, it's kind of, you know, uh, we always around here, we joke about it. You know, we first start out, it's, it's duct tape and bailing twine. It's whatever it takes to get it going. But you've got to take the opportunity to look at it and reflect on it and say, okay, I don't want it to be that way forever. I don't want to be chasing, like you said, the $50 wash that I have to drive 30 miles to get to. If I want to service that area and I want to be part of that area, how do you want it to look? You know, partner with somebody that has a location you can go to or um, like you said, set up a certain neighborhood you're going to be in or a community you're going to be in. But figure out how you want it to be. And one of the best ways is I think one of the hardest for people is to talk to somebody that has a business that's like what you want. If I want to emulate what you do, Prentice, and I say, look, I'm in a different area. I'm in the, you know, uh, I'm in Idaho, right? We're in, we're in, you know, central part of Idaho, but I want to emulate what you've done. I would talk to you and say, how did you start out? What did you do? How did you set up your, how did you go about deciding what to set up your pricing? Let me, and let me tell you all the things you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Get from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is just as valuable. Honestly, yeah. talk to people that have done it. You know, people come talk to us sometimes and they're like, oh, how do you start this up? We talked to one of the um, software companies. We've been doing this, Jody and I've been doing this since we both had hair. And, um, you know, they we're saying, look, they, here's the things you want to avoid doing, right? Don't get into this kind of a routine. Yes. And so talk to people that are the way, that have a business the way you want it to run. Right. And, and then try to do that in your area. Right. Exactly. I think one of the things too, and Rod and I have talked about this a lot in 2021, and as we're looking at 2022, we're really trying to look at how we can be more strategic with our time and our energies. And one of the things that came out of one of our conversations is sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. Mm. Sometimes you have to slow down to make more money. Right. And so I think, especially when you're first starting out, you're running so hard to build that business that you reach a point where you have to step back, evaluate what's working So if you're a mobile guy, am I driving all over the place? How can I better organize this on days or whatever? 
And by slowing down and stepping back, you can then move forward in a more profitable and a more productive manner that enables you to build the business and the lifestyle that you're working for. Right. Right. And in scheduling, that may be that you take a day that you don't do any detailing, but you do community outreach. You go to a new neighborhood, you go to a new uh, business complex, you reach out to a new group of individuals. Maybe you want to hit a great big real estate office because they have nice cars. Realtors have great cars. They do it on purpose. It's a marketing thing for them. Partner with them and say, hey, I'm going to be in your area. We have a giant real estate office here in Boise, and they have, I'm going to say, 50 to 100 cars in the parking lot at all times. I'm, I'm laughing because I'll tell you, among the uh, the people who are the, oh, what's the nice word to say? Cheapest <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. are uh, real estate agents. Man, I'll tell you what, I went and made a presentation at a real estate office during their uh, floor day. And it was just like, it's like Squidward's bubble. It just went right to the ground. Nobody <laughs> would care. That may be, may be different in different cities, well, but I'll tell you what, yeah. you're not going to get a lot of money out of real estate agents to wash their cars. I'll tell you. Yeah, but anyway. but but if you make take a day that that's what you're going to do, it's going to be the day. Or you, it's you're just an admin day in general. Like, yeah, you're going to do whatever it is, but you have to schedule that out. If you don't, so Joe yes. and I started scheduling time years and years ago and literally on our calendar, and we're both on the meeting, it says, do not schedule me at this time. Right. And we use that time for specific things. And you Correct. have to you have to schedule yourself out. So it's not just scheduling customers. It's scheduling time to yes. do other things. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. Um, and one of the things you have to schedule is marketing. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Now, uh, my favorite one of my favorite ways to market is uh, biz- business networking groups, you know, meetings with other business professionals. And that's in my schedule. So mm-hmm. every Friday morning I go to my late tip meeting. Um and that's that commitment is somewhere between 6:30 a.m. and 9 a.m. So, but that time's all blocked. Now, you know, it, 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 with smart scheduling, uh, you know, that's a 20-minute drive to that location. So, what I'll do is, if I've got somebody that's beyond that location and they're looking for service, I'll say, "Well, let's get you in on a Friday, and I'll be there after my meeting." Yeah, uh, they don't need to know that I have a meeting, but. So that I'm going that way and then going a little bit farther to take care of that customer. So, again, being smart with where you're going and your time, but definitely put those meetings in the schedule. If you've got an IDA webinar once a month that you want to watch, put that in your schedule. Just know that you're not going to get on the road till after that meeting. Maybe that's your maybe that's your admin day. You spend the morning doing admin, then get on the road. That's very, very important to, to keep that time for your admin stuff and also for yourself, too. Um, one of the things I adopted early, early on when I started providing training in the industry was, uh, when somebody would call me and say, Hey, I need my car detailed next week. I would say, I'm sorry, I'm scheduled. I'm all booked next week. Was I detailing cars? No, I was, uh, spending five days uh, providing training at a, at a local training center. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know what I'm doing. Even when I go on vacation, I don't tell them I'm going on vacation. I say, I'm booked. I'm booked. It's in my schedule. Sorry, I can't do anything for you that day. Very, And that gives you control and it gives you um, a, um, a little bit of edge in their mind. Also, they feel like, wow, this guy's really in demand. He's yeah, always, yeah. He's always busy. He's always doing stuff. Um, now, somebody might say, well, shoot, but I got to, you know, I got to take care of the customer. The customer comes first. If they want the car done on Tuesday, I have to do it on Tuesday. No, you don't. <laughs> 
No, you don't. You don't. Um, most customers are reasonable. I mean, there have been times where I've had to call somebody and say, hey, I've got somebody that can only do their car next Tuesday. Would you mind switching to Wednesday? And usually it's like, yeah, no problem. No big deal. But I've talked to, to operators who say, oh, you can't switch people. Oh, that's against the rules. That's Yes, you can, especially if you're good natured about it and you give them the opportunity to say no. It would right. really help me out if I could move you to Wednesday because I've got, you know, a, a special situation that only can happen on Tuesday. And yeah. most people are pretty reasonable about that. And then yeah. you also find out um, with this kind of quote, quote unquote control over your schedule, who your good customers are and who your pain in the rear end customers yep. Um, I like pita bread, but I don't like pita customers. Um, <laughs> who they are because yeah. because if somebody just really gets well, I, I'm just not going to go to you anymore. Great, great. Yep. Yeah, I that's how I react. I've had people do that before. They uh, in some parts of the country, they feel like they have to threaten you to do certain things. Like, boy, I, I'm not sure we can use your software anymore. And about the second time somebody says that, I say, well, that's, that's, you know, that's a decision you have to make. I'm well, I, I will shut it off tomorrow if you'd like. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. And I, I don't, I <laughs> don't, don't like threats. Just invite, so ask. I, I don't get upset by it. I just simply say that kind of a customer is not worth my time. It's not worth your the time. Other thing, you know, I, I, we have a, we have a client, um, that does this and it's a great way to do it is always give them two options this yeah. his his whole thing he's like always give them two options one of them might not be very convenient for them and the other one is more convenient for you and so he directs them into the schedule he wants them to be but he's given them two options right he does the same thing with his pricing you know one is going to be really expensive um the other one's going to be more uh, conducive to their budget, but he always gives them, I can either do it Tuesday or Thursday. Right. And Thursday may be more, more convenient to him. And so he makes it more intriguing by, I could do it Tuesday or Thursday. Now, Thursday, I'm going to be our near area already. So it'd make it more convenient. Now they're, if they're a good customer, they're going to gravitate towards Thursday, but his philosophy is always give them two options. I can do it this week or I can do it next week. I can do it this Thursday or next Thursday. Either way, he's given them two options. And then he says the customer feels like they're deciding. So right. I'd never heard that before. It makes sense to me. And kind of psychologically, they they always have that other option. So Yeah, that's a great, great approach. So let's talk a little bit about fixed locations now. Yeah. So with a fixed location, you've got um, you've got rent to pay, you've got all kinds of overhead expenses that you don't necessarily have with mobile. That's why some guys like to go with mobile when they start out, because it's relatively, relatively speaking, less expensive to start. Yeah. But with that fixed location, okay, now you got to make sure that that bay, each one of your detail bays is filled for all your opening hours, yep. uh, for all the hours that you're open. So that's a brand new challenge. That's a brand new stress point. Um, and certainly if you're a, a, a loan operator, you know, you've got to you've got to make enough money to survive, but it's not as critical as if you have employees where you got to keep them, keep their salaries going, too. So that that base got to be filled. Now, <clears throat> one of the things I find uh, recently, I did some some consulting uh, down in Mobile at a, a pretty large detail operation, and they didn't really understand how long it took for each of their packages. Number one, they have way too many packages. So there's something like three interior packages and four exterior packages. They said, you guys are going to drive yourself crazy with this nonsense. 
It's like, let's just do it one way. This is how we detail a car. So um, and then you've got once you once you've got your menu narrowed down to what you want to do, then mm-hmm. you've got to be honest with yourself on how long each package takes. And then you look at your open hours and you figure out, well, how many of these jobs can I do a day um, or how many jobs are going to take more than one day? Or if this job takes six hours, I've got two hours left in the day, assuming an eight hour day. What am I going to do with it during that two hours? So you got to get really serious with yourself about how much time your packages actually take and then getting that down on paper or better yet on software um, so that so that that bay uh, or number of bays, however many it is, right. uh, are filled with customers as many hours as you are open. Yep. Now, one of the ways that guys are doing this <clears throat> is using software and having online scheduling, just letting the customer pick the times. Pretty cool. Right. What do right. you guys yeah, do about that? Yeah. And one of the challenges, I think, with online booking is that a lot of times the customer thinks he knows what he wants, but then when he brings his vehicle in, yes, they're like, wait, that is, that is the challenge. That, that's not quite uh-huh. uh, what I imagined when I was putting on my online booking software that you could do this, right? So I think one of the critical things as we've done this is letting the customer know that while you are booking for this, when you bring your car in, there may yes. be a change in the actual service that's offered and or the time that is needed to do that. Correct. Making sure that you're very upfront with the customer so that they know that whatever they're planning on scheduling may need to be adjusted based on the actual condition of the car. Right. Um, There's a, there's, I've uh, just in recent, um, recent weeks, I've spoken with several customers that are loving the online scheduling. Yeah. I mean, it just gets filled up automatically. Yeah. So it, right. it can work, but you're right. And that's one reason why um, I'm really strong on this point of having a simple menu. Because if yeah. you have three levels of interior details and they sign up for the lowest level, but their car needs the highest level, you just screwed yourself. Yeah. How are you going to de- deliver that in two hours when really it takes, it's going to take four hours? Yeah. yeah. So, but if you only have one choice, Mm-hmm. then that's the one they pick and it's going to more, much more likely to fit the actual condition of the car. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, one of the things we've seen is a number of people that um, for instance, with ours, you can request, right? It, it goes over the top and telling your mm-hmm. clients you're requesting this time and date. Those things may change. Like Jody said, Correct. Um, the same guy that gives them, that gives them two dates also has, he, he shows four images. Okay. Oh, great idea. Great idea. The perfect, pristine, brand new car. Nobody ever chooses that because their car doesn't look like that. He shows the completely destroyed pile of junk in the middle of the mud. Nobody ever chooses that their car is really bad. And these two go to the same link. So he really is giving them one option. Now, if they do have a really nice, clean car and they're just asking for a maintenance wash (laughs) and you know it's Jody and he comes in all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He can request Wednesday. We'll approve it and go on. But by choosing those options and giving them a picture, this is what my car looks like. That way he directs them to his service packages, which he has three levels. He's got really bad, really good, and most people's car in the middle. Um, And so I think the key there is making sure that whatever you're using for your online scheduling, you are as precise as you can be so that you're not surprised. I don't want to have an option for a three-stage ceramic coating with a full-on interior and exterior detail and then let them book an hour. 
That, right. <laughs> that's, not, work. that's not the customer's <laughs> fault. That's your yeah. fault for the way you've set it up. And that sounds harsh, but it really is. Be very open with your clients about what they need. I, I've answered my clients' phones before. We got a client here in town. He's got 15 techs. He's got fixed location and mobile. If they've been with us for a very, very long time, I've been in his office when the phone was ringing off the hook and I just answered the phone. Hello, this is McDowell's. How can I help you today? And the person asked me a question about a car and I said, you know, we have to see that car to see how bad the interior is going to be. So you could bring that time at down anytime between eight and five, Monday through Saturday, and we'll take a look at it. We'd love to be, you know, have you use this, blah, blah, blah. Thank you very much for calling McDowell's. Hung up the phone and he goes, can I hire you? And I was like, you already have. You use our software. But you have to be open with your clients when they're scheduling. The yeah. other thing is make sure, like Prentice said, that your offerings are very easy for your clients. If it's hard for you to describe your menu to a new person, it's harder for your customers to understand it because they don't know what a three-stage correction is. They don't know what all this stuff is, mm -hmm. but they need to understand it and it needs to be very easy to look at. Yeah, I yeah. think one of the big things is we've worked with scheduling people, our customers with RotaFest, is a lot of the key things around scheduling is being able to communicate with your customers, right? So yep. being able to set a reminder that goes out via text or email automatically the day before with little notes. Hey, just a reminder, your appointment is tomorrow. Please make sure that your car is clean of anything that you don't want, you know, to go disappear, you know, and I'm using just verbiage there but i mean whatever message that you yeah. want in the mess in the text or the email to help them better prepare the car for you so that when you receive it it's there the night the other thing is being able to have post communication with mm -hmm. that appointment so you know <clears throat> 30 days or seven days hey would you mind go out giving us a yelp review or a google review and have a link directly in that email and text yes. message have that already embedded so it's easy for the customer and and also being able to send out notifications to service types so let's say all of your ceramic coating customers you could send out a 30-day reminder hey it's time for your maintenance wash and so when you're really thinking about both the pre-schedule the actual schedule date and the post schedule, it allows you to create a customer experience that really ties them to you and your business. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, I've had occasion to, <laughs> on the same day a couple of weeks ago, my garage door broke and the kitchen sink clogged. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> so I had, oh yeah, and then I had a light fixture that broke like the same weekend. So it was kind of fun. But I had to call three different people to get those three things done. And all three businesses were using um, uh, texting confirmation. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them actually called and said, hey, this is Joe. Uh, I'm your uh, uh, drain tech. Just letting you know I'm leaving the office. I should be there in 30 minutes. I really like that because mm -hmm. now I know the guy's on his way. Instead of this, you know, they give you a window. But for them to actually call when they're on the way. That's huge. That's and nice. that saves them time too, because what if I'm not available? Okay. Right. And right. one of the guys called me who was a handyman for the light fixture. And he said, Hey, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be there till 11, but it's 10 o'clock. I'm done with my first appointment. Can I come over? Yeah, come on over. I don't care. That's great. Yep. And if it wasn't convenient, I'm sure he would go do something else. But, yep. but that kind of communication really helps your customer too. And if you are, if you are doing, you know, half hour, one hour services all day long, that's going to be huge for you too. I think in the last, 
uh, thing I talked about, confirm, 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 how it's so important to confirm with your next appointment to make sure that they are there and they're ready to accept you uh, for the service. Um, and you can save yourself a lot of time uh, traveling around the county if, guess what, that person is, for whatever reason, is not available or they need to wait an hour or whatever it is. So that that text ahead confirmation and what I would do with those texts, too, is insist on a reply. So, yeah. Hey, and that is, way you cut down on those cancellations. I'm headed over your way. Just making sure you're going to be there. Uh, text yes or text no or, you know, call me if there's a problem kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that way you can you can drop off all those cancellations. Um, you know, I hear a yes. lot of people talk about that. If you're sending them a reminder um, and, and that's one of the things we worked with this client in uh, local to us on those follow ups. Um, they helped immensely. And I, I will throw this out there. He did the numbers for me. In his first year of using follow-ups and reminders, he made an additional $80,000 that year. It's just crazy. off of those reminders. He kept track of it. So well, and it, I, it's, it's a big help. I mean, you can really secure a lot of business this way. I, I love that example because I was, I actually, early in the days with this one customer that we had, Rod was the point of contact. He was going in, training, answering questions, configuring the software. And I remember very clearly on my way out at a rip in the leather seat of my Suburban, and I dropped by this customer and I said, hey, can you give me an estimate? And But I got, you know, six kids in the car and my wife and we're heading out. And they're like, no problem. They came out, you know, they're using Rotafest to do the estimate and they actually sent me via email and estimate. What was interesting though was two weeks later, I got a call from them said, hey, you were here on July 2nd. We gave you an estimate. Would you like to schedule that time to come in? I had, I had kind of pushed it away. It, yes, I needed to get it done, but because they followed up with a call, I actually scheduled it for the next week. Yep. So being very proactive in the way that you're interacting and following up and being able to schedule those follow-ups yep. can really lead to actual business. That's your marketing right. day that you talked about is schedule a time to do. And this person uh, in Tampa told us this, she said, see that sack of papers. That's the really important stuff I'm supposed to follow up on that I never will do. And we said, that's why you have to build this into your routine. Build it into your schedule. Got to say Wednesday yeah. afternoon or whatever day is my day to do all of the follow-ups that I'm going to do. And I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call people. I'm going to text them. I'm going to email. Whatever means you do to get a hold of your clients and secure that business coming in will do. It'll pay dividends in the long run. Right. Yeah. They say as an entrepreneur, basically what you're doing is buying yourself a job. Um, <laughs> no, and, and what a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs don't realize is that it's not, especially detailers, it's not just being out there 40 hours a week, um, detailing cars. There are uh, X number of hours beyond that, where all that admin work has to happen. Your bookkeeping, your record keeping, your customer contact, your marketing, uh, your maintenance on the vehicle, um, <clears throat> your supply ordering, all of that has to happen. And that takes time. I mean, it could be five, 10, 15 hours beyond what you actually work on vehicles, technical work, uh, that all your admin stuff is. And, and at some point you get tired of working on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, yeah. that would be one thing that I would advise too, that if you're out there busting it on a Saturday and a Sunday, especially if you've got a family, 
you need to get out of that as quick as you can. And um, I did it for a number of years. And yes, sometimes I still have to work on a Saturday. That's okay. I'm not saying never do it. But if that's part of your regular thing and you're out there six, seven days a week, you've got to change something. Um, some of it can be your scheduling. Some of it might be your pricing. Some of it might be your packages. It's a whole number of things. But you really got to look at that seriously and say, why am I working so long and so hard? And then I have to spend two, three hours each evening running through all the paperwork. So yeah. years ago, um, I, I adopted um, a Monday admin day. Uh, and I would spend pretty much the whole day on Monday, emails, contacts, bills, uh, accounting, anything that had to be done uh, in the business. And then Tuesday through Friday, I really busted it to, to do all the technical work. And, you know, it's it kind of it, it uh, bobs and weaves with the time. Sometimes I'm very good about doing it. Sometimes I'm not. But I would suggest for you, th those of you that are struggling with time in your schedule to get the 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 back part of the business taken care of, that you schedule time, you know, even if it's just a couple hours on a Monday morning, look, I'm not leaving my location or I'm not getting the shop's not open till 10 because yep. I've got to get this stuff done before I start the day. And you'll you'll be amazed at how much you, you might think, but I need that time to earn money. Yeah, but earning money is a part of earning money is having having all that stuff done. Mm -hmm. So if you can get that stuff done, you get all this pressure off of you and then the rest of it kind of falls into place. Another yes. thing to think about, too, with scheduling is at some point you may have to give up some of the tasks that you normally do. Right. Like if you have a lot of accounting work in your business, maybe it's time to, to hire a bookkeeper for one hour, two hours a week. And, you know, you're paying that person. I don't know what they go for these days. It's got to be somewhere between 40 and $80 an hour. But during that time, you can go out and make a whole bunch more money than, than you're paying that person. And also, right. they'll get it done in one or two hours where it's going to take you 10 hours to do it. Yeah, right? exactly. So you got to start paying for services so that you can get into your business and make more money in your business. And yeah, because you're not good at everything. And that's the one thing that we, we learned that lesson early on in our business that, I may not be great at everything. And so I've got to come clean with yourself, that. You know. Yeah. I've got to come <laughs> clean with that. And and somebody else does that. I don't yeah. try to do certain things in the company. It's like, why yeah. I shouldn't be doing that. I don't write the software. I'm not, I don't do it anymore. I did it a hundred years ago, but I don't do it anymore. Right. And, and I shouldn't, I pay people to do that because it, I'm out making money while they're doing it and it pays it, you'll, you'll be way better ahead. I've, I know tons of people that are in a position where they need to hire someone to come in and help them and they hesitate to do it. And it's a big decision, but at some point schedule someone else to come in and do that. When I think right. along with that is I think a lot of business owners, they do really well and all of a sudden they have this big, <clears throat> just devastation of no work. Right. And the, the challenge is, is that while you're building, while you're growing, you have to be building and selling, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So while you're detailing that car, while you're doing that, you also have to dedicate schedule, protect time for you to earn new business. Yeah. And so instead of looking at it as, oh, man, I'm not making money, look at it as sowing the seeds 
that are going to prop up when you need it. And so you're always having this overlap of business to the point where you're going, oh, man, I got so much business. I either got to hire something, I got to increase my pricing or do something to give me more breathing room. Yeah. Right. So always be building for the future, even though you're having to work today. Right. And um, these are this is all good stuff. You guys are you guys are amazing. You don't even need me. You should just sit there and talk to each other. (laughs) But, uh, you know, another thing about about your your the days of the week, that's important, too. Um, You know, I said I, I mentioned that, you know, if you're a family person, try to get away from Saturdays and Sundays. There are other ways to look at that, too. Like, let's say Saturday is going to be your biggest day, especially the mobile detailers out there cleaning cars. Um, So maybe you instead of uh, taking Saturday off, you take Monday off to be with your family. All right. So you have Sunday and Monday. Monday, you can take the kids to school. And then when they get home from school, spend time with them, that kind of thing. You know, we, we have our own business. One of the reasons we have our own business is that we want freedom, a certain amount of freedom. Um, I don't even think I could work a nine to five schedule anymore. I think I would pull my hair out. See, I already did. <laughs> so anyway, but, uh, but um, you know, we have the freedom to set our schedule up the way that works well in our life mm-hmm. and also works well for our customers. Yeah. Also the times of the days, you don't have to have a nine to five open window. You could have a six to whatever, six to three right. or whatever it is so that you have the afternoon off to go hang out with your kids and 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 play with them or, or help them with their homework or whatever it is. So we have the, the ability to do that. And not every day has to be the same hours either. It can be different hours all the time. But that as a business owner, you have uh, you have that opportunity to determine what's going to work well in your lifestyle. And that's one of the things for me that I think has been a real blessing in my business is flexibility. Uh, sometimes every week is different, you know, yeah. it, just, it just changes. But what I'm, I think my main point here, I'm like going all the way around the room to come back to this point, but uh, is, is don't get locked into this thought that you have to have your hours a certain way. You can make it what, you know, you can fashion it to work well with your lifestyle and your family. Yeah, I love that. And that's perfect. I think that's the perfect kind of wrapping it all up is is scheduling is um, your opportunity to make it the way you want it to be. Yeah. And and keep it flexible. That that is really the big up um, the big bonus, if you will, of owning your own business is being able to be somewhat flexible. Um, that's, that's been a, a, a lifesaver for us in our own personal lives at certain points in times. Um, and, and it should be for you, anybody that's out there that is, that is doing, running a business, you know, I know a ton of people that have started this part time, but the, the way they've done that is their business has the illusion of being a full-time business. Yeah. Nobody knows that they're a part-time detailer because they're like, well. You know, I'm booked, I'm booked Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, but I could certainly do it on Saturday or I could do it on Monday. And that's because they have Saturday and Monday off their other job. So, you know, by all means, take advantage of those things and schedule it around your lifestyle. Like Prentice said. Absolutely. And if you've got events, family events coming up, you know, the kids have a performance or a game or something, you just, whether you use a paper and pencil schedule like I do, or on your phone, you just block that out. And when somebody says, well, what about Thursday afternoon? Oh, I'm sorry. That's already taken. They don't Mm -hmm. need to know that you're going to a kid's event. No. Um, uh, I mean, I think they should 
you know, in one way, I would say that out of pride, like I take time for my family. But on the other hand, some people get insulted by that. Well, well, I mean, are you running a business? Are you just, you know, yeah, right. right. Really, it's in, in some ways, it's none of their business. That's why I said earlier, you know, if I'm going on vacation and uh, like all Thanksgiving week, I was we were gone. And uh, somebody says, hey, can you take my car in on uh, Tuesday morning and uh, Thanksgiving week? Oh, I'm sorry. That's already booked. Yeah. And, and again, it gives that illusion of of you're really busy, you're in demand. Mm -hmm. And the customers that are going to get annoyed with that because you're not available, then maybe they're not your customer. Right. And, and I think it's, have, you don't have to have everybody in town. No. Yep. And I think it's important to note that you can be in demand by your family mm -hmm. and your business yes. and yourself. Yes. Right. And like I get up every day at five o'clock and I have an hour to myself right? To prepare for the day, right? Nice. And I schedule that every day. That's a religious, even on Saturdays, I end up getting up at six just because out of habit, I'm like, well, right. I should have been up at five, right? But building a schedule around your life that allows you the freedom to move and grow and yeah. impact your customers in a way that you want to, that's r the real power of having a schedule, right? Yeah. And being able to to control your destiny. That's really what a schedule is not just controlling your day, but controlling your destiny. Right. And I think, um, you know, I'm going to say this one thing, you know, there's a, I'm a solopreneur. I do have an employee, um, but I basically am scheduling for myself. Um, so I'm only one person. So it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. I've got a lot of flexibility. There are people that, that don't have that flexibility. And then if you've got multiple rigs on the road, or again, several employees in a shop, um, yeah. then it becomes a completely different ball game. It's not about, you don't have that flexibility for each one of those. Those are almost like individual businesses that yeah. have to be mm -hmm. scheduled themselves. And um, so at that point, it can get kind of complex. And that's where you want to uh, probably look at, you know, like a road FS, your software uh, to help you do that. And you can have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have multiple uh, rigs on the road and each yep. one of them has their, their own schedule, right? Yep. Exactly. You have multiple locations. You just look up on your phone, you know where everybody is, you know yep. exactly what they're doing. Yep. Um, yeah. And it becomes, it becomes really, really important even when you have, you know, like, like in your situation, one or two employees, because now, like you said, you're as an, as an owner of a company, you're worried about keeping their yes. coming too. So you're not just scheduling yourself, you're scheduling somebody else. And I think that's where that's where 90% of the calls that we get that are pertaining to scheduling come in because it's gotten too much to just be able to think about it and know where Jody's going to be and know where Rod's going to be and know where Curtis is going to be. I got to schedule these guys out and I got to have some way to hold it all together. And yeah. um, whatever method you're using, just make sure that it's organized and that you are in control of it, I think, is the is the big message here. you got to control your own destiny and your own business to whatever level you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, my employee is pretty new, and he's a great guy. He's doing great. Um, but he's also decided to, uh, to get an apartment, um, move out of the house and get an apartment. So that's like a whole new level of stress for me because I want to make sure he can accomplish that um, through giving him enough hours and yeah. we've been pretty, pretty loosey goosey for the last couple of months. Cause we're just getting started, but now it's like, okay, now I've got to make sure he's got a good solid 30, 40 hours a week, uh, on, on scheduled. So, um, again, 
I need to take time to make sure in my schedule to make sure that I'm booking those hours by doing the correct marketing. It all comes back to scheduling, putting yep. stuff in your schedule. Yeah, yep. no, it's awesome. Yep. Well, we want to thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of the Business 101 series. I mean, your insight, your experience is extremely valuable, and we truly appreciate it. Guys, if you have not connected with Prentice, please go out to Detail Academy or Detail in Progress. He's also on Facebook. He's on uh, Instagram. I'm he's got a telephone. You, he's got a telephone. So, yes. Um, but we want to thank you for being such a key part. And, you know, you're doing such amazing things, not only on your own, but also with PNS. I mean, the PNS Detail Products team, they do a phenomenal job yeah. of offering ongoing training, day events there all across the globe so, or country. So Once we a month in Hayward. Once, once right. a month, we've yep. got a detail class and a ceramic uh, coating class, and they, they're booking up. Come on out. We'd love to see you. We'd love yep. to see so well, thank you. Anything Thanks. you have no, to I think you got it all there. Go go do some stuff to help your business. Yep. Well, thank you guys, and we oh, will check yes. you. Oh, there he's the it, dark it's one. the end of round fifteen. <laughs> he slayed it again on business one hundred and one series. I need to have Tiger. That's right. The belt. He got. He won the belt because he controlled every round with this schedule. There you there go. There you go, man. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. guys. We'll, we'll check you same time, same bad channel. Just next episode. See ya.